Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am wrapping up the year with this episode. I'm going to be taking a little time off to spend the holidays with my family and just relaxing and not worrying about trying to produce anything over the, over the next month. And the reason why I really feel like this end of the year is really important because I need this time to reflect and look back and see what worked, what didn't work, what I want to try and do in next year. And I did this a lot uh, in like 2018, 2019. And then of course COVID hit and I kind of next doing it. So it was actually 2018 that led me to where I'm at now. And I know many people have heard the story before, but it was when I went through that 90 day challenge at the end of 2018, I took time at the end of that year to sit down and reflect on what was going on. I was really present because I had stopped drinking. And if that's something you don't know anything about that part of my story, just go listen to episode two or three. But when I sat down and I reflected back, I wanted to look at what felt good for the year and then what I wanted to feel in the next coming year. And that's where the words awake, well, and empowered stood out to me. I had written a bunch of words, and those are the three words that I selected as the way I wanted to feel in the next year. And it's been a while since I've done that again. And I've done a little bit of thinking about this as I've been doing some journaling, but it was not something that I had intentionally done, sat down and really focused on it. And I was just listening to a podcast recently that I was actually helping edit and it got me going, you know what, you need to do this. You need to get back to sitting down and reflecting and being more purposeful and intentional about what's coming for the next year. And I think it's important for a couple of different reasons. I think it's important because you're looking back at your past year, this 2023, and you're going to reflect back on, at least I am, on the things that were good about the year, like what happened. And being able to look at those things and celebrate them, how far I've come. And I go through my journals, even though that's sometimes really painful to do, is go back, look at your writing and the things you wrote about. And it's amazing how far you have come, honestly. When you look at those, you're like, wow, I felt like that way just six months ago, nine months ago, a year ago. And you're like, I don't feel that way anymore. It's kind of cool to see that. So it's even though at times it's painful to read your own writing, but it's really important, I think, for me to see that progression. And so my journaling really helps me do that. I'm not great about a calendar. And some people can go through and look at their calendar and go, okay, I did these things and I did not enjoy that thing. I didn't enjoy that thing. We're not going to do that next year. I'm not great about that. So I don't have a ton of things in my calendar. I have a lot of schedule stuff like my podcast guests, but I don't use it for a lot of other things. So I need to get better about that. Maybe appointments, that kind of stuff, but not like, hey, went out with so-and-so, went to this book reading, went to this, went to that. I tend not to put a ton of that in my my calendar. So I'm going to really do better about inputting things like a coffee date with somebody or 
something I went to. That way I can reflect back on it and it's, you know, going to get a green check mark or a maybe a red X next to it next year at this time. So it's going to help me know where I'm spending my time, but also what I don't want to repeat next year and what I do want to repeat. And it helps me learn, you know, learn from those experiences. So I need to get better about documenting those kinds of things, like where my energy and time is being spent. I think also is that planning is good, but we can't plan everything because as you know, life happens and we don't always plan all the things in our life, but I want to accomplish things in this next year and see things and do things and experience things. So I have to make sure that I'm putting myself in that position. I've already started a little bit this last year. I have joined a women's group here locally. It's called The Hive Local. It's here based in Overland Park, Kansas, where I live. It's women of middle age that are seeking connection. And there's different things that they do. There's charity work. There's social stuff. There is a coffee that we do. There are just monthly meetings, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of different things for different people. So I'm trying to dabble in all of them based on my calendar and how much space I have in there. But uh, that's one thing I'm already doing. So I know in the next year, I want to keep on that continuation of having more connections, especially women in my life, trying to create more friendships. And then also, I have been trying new things. I went down to a Pilates studio down in like midtown Kansas City, not just around the corner. And I have a friend that teaches there. And so I went to one of her classes and about 10 passes or 10 10 sessions that I can go to. And that's out of my comfort zone because I normally I would go around the corner. But I wanted to try new things, be out in the city more. I tend to get stuck in suburbia where I live. And I don't really know if I'm experiencing where I live the best by doing that. So my goal is to also experience more about my city, try and get out there, do more events, pay attention to what's going on in the calendar around the area. And so I'm tuning into whether it's Eventbrite or Meetup or just getting on Facebook more and seeing what events are being posted around the area and tuning into some different Instagram accounts that share what's coming up. There are a lot of local accounts that will either highlight places they've been, restaurants, activities, events, and try and pay attention to what they're sharing so that way I can be out and about and experience more in my city. And I think another thing that's really important for me is I don't know if setting goals is necessarily healthy for me. I have learned more this year that I tend to have some ADHD tendencies. I think it's a lot to do with the way I grew up, the things that I ate during my development years, and probably shortchanged myself on the brain development. And I know that I tend to get overwhelmed and self-shame when I set goals and then I don't achieve them. I'm not always realistic about my goal setting either. I really want to accomplish big things and then I set this really stupid lofty goal that's not attainable at all. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the kind of person that's just a go, 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 go until I get there. I am very passionate in a very specific moment in time and then it turns completely to something else. So they can be short sprints or I can be tuned into a longer goal, but I have to have some small wins along the way. And sometimes I have a hard time parsing that out. Like what's a small win in this big goal? And I tend to lose interest. I'm really working on maybe instead of setting goals, create a vision and then doing things that allow me to live out that vision. So if I want to 
connect and have more women friendships. Okay, what does that look like? That looks like me calling people more, sending more texts, making dates, going to places where I'm meeting new people. Hence me going to a different Pilates studio or different events around town, meeting people, saying yes to a lot more things. So that way I can be in the presence of other women throughout doing maybe some things that I want to be doing. So I'm looking at trying to create a vision for my next year. And I think also it's important to know that I'm going to allow that vision to develop rather than nail down the specifics right away. My friend Sarah mentioned this, like kind of a little marinating a little bit. You're working on this vision, but then sometimes things will come up and they'll percolate and you realize, oh wait, there's also this too. It's not a hard and fast plan. It can adjust, it can change, it can evolve throughout the year and being open to that. And I've been critical of myself for letting things flow in that way. And if I focus on how I want to feel for the year, then if things evolve and change, it's still going to create a feeling that I'm pursuing, right? So it's not a fail. It's just a different way of achieving that same feeling. And there's a couple of things that come to mind right now. And I haven't done this hardcore reflection yet. I'm going to be writing in this journal. It's completely empty right now. So this is where my reflection is going to be happening. I want to you know, reflect on the past and then ask myself a series of questions about the future. What I want to accomplish this next year in a sense of feelings or you know, maybe mini projects, things I want that are going to be creative ideas that I want to actually put into, into play. And then having some words, like some active words that are going to help me do that. The words that have come up so far are do and be. And it sounds very simple, but the way I see it is in order for me to be the person I want to be in 2024, I have to do the things that she would do. You have to do first and then you are that person. Like, how do I want to be in 2024? I want to be active. I want to feel athletic. I want to learn something new. Then in that case, I have to do X, Y, and Z things. And that to me seems more meaningful and purposeful than setting a goal and working towards that goal. And the goal is just to be the person I want to be in 2024. And that reflection time I'm going to take to do that will help me figure out exactly what that's going to look like. I want to get down to the nitty gritty. Like, how does she dress? How does she wake up in the morning? What are the things she does every single day? How much sleep is she getting? You know, all of those things. And then when I get to the same time next year, I can look back and go, wow, I really love who I've become because I did all those things that I knew it would take for me to be her. And, you know, it takes time. It's me doing this one day at a time. I may mess up and miss a couple days of doing what my future self would do. But if I've got an idea, an intention, a plan, as far as that goes, then I can get right back on it. It's not like it's, oh, i got to start over. It's just get back on the plan, get back to what your future self would be doing in this situation. And this is such an important thing, I think, for all of us to do, that it helps us see where are we now and where do we want to be, who do we want to be. And doesn't this magically happen? There's actions we have to take throughout the year. It takes living with intention in order to do that. And unless we sit down and reflect and look at that day-to-day becomes week to week, 
and that week to week becomes month to month. Before you know it, the year's up. So I am planning on spending the next couple of weeks reflecting, journaling, examining, asking myself a lot of questions, and then creating a vision for myself for next year. I highly, highly recommend doing this for your end of the year because before you know it, the next year's up, the next year's up, the next year's up. God willing that you're still here and you really wish you would have done things differently. My husband just came last night to our room. He was getting ready for bed and he just found out that a guy that was in his fraternity in college passed away suddenly and had a heart valve replaced a few years ago and had gotten infected, got sick and died. He's 55 years old. We never know. You never know. And I hate that it takes a person dying close to us or ourselves. We get a, a diagnosis that it could possibly be terminal or some kind of dire news that makes us wake up every day is an absolute gift. And until I sit down and appreciate that, reflect on that and not waste another day fucking around. Like I don't know about you, but as I get older, the tick of the clock gets louder and louder. And I want to stop paying attention to that and just doing the shit that makes me feel like time has stopped. I want to do things where I feel like there's no time actually existing. I get in the flow of writing. I don't understand time when I'm writing, when I'm doing podcasting. I could be talking to a person for 20 minutes or an hour, and there's times it feels like the same exact time. I want to be creative. And when I'm doing things that are creative, I lose track of time. That's how I want to live. I don't want to pay attention to the time anymore. But I also don't want to waste it. I'm going to list some resources below in the show notes of some either great books or questions to be asking yourself that I'm going to be asking myself to make sure that next year is one that I can look back on at the end of it and be happy of my progress, be proud of the person I've become, and that I didn't waste another day of my life. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you all in the next year. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of the guests that I've had in this last year. I am so, so thankful for your yeses, for sharing your time, your vulnerability, your truth, and your friendship. Because now I, I tend to see these people in my life now as my friends forever because you've been on my podcast. And there's a bond that happens once you are on the recipient end of somebody saying yes. And you get to help put something out in the world that they're a part of. I don't take that lightly. And so I see bonds created because of that. And I'm so, so grateful for those new friendships and for this podcast being able to allow me to have those things. I've had plenty of no's, or maybe not yet. And I just think maybe it's just not the right time. It either wasn't the right time to bring their story to light or they weren't ready to be on the podcast quite yet, but I, I just want to say thank you for everybody that has said yes. If it wasn't for you saying yes, this podcast wouldn't be happening. I mean, I have a lot of things to say, but I'm not sure I have that much to say where every episode would be just be me talking. And I'm sure my audience appreciates that as well. But I just, I'm so, so, so grateful. And the fact that this all started because I was doing Instagram lives with people uh, and sharing their stories. And I decided, you know what, why am I letting this live on Instagram? When this can be a podcast. And I said yes to myself. I said yes to doing something hard that I didn't think I could do without a major following. And it's not about that. And I know a lot of times, well, if you're trying to write a book and get it published, the publisher will say, you don't have 
quite the following we'd love for you to have. You get some more people behind you, uh, whether it's your Instagram, your Facebook, a newsletter, whatever that may be, and then we'll revisit it. But a lot of times it stops people from doing the thing that's on their heart. And I hope that you find something in this next year that is speaking to you. I don't care if it's learning how to play the guitar or if it's learning how to play tennis or having deeper friendships. It could be anything. It may require an ask. It may require a sacrifice. It may require time. It may require you trying something new that feels really hard. But the thing to remember is how is it going to feel on the other side of that? How is it going to feel to learn that thing, to become that person, to say yes to yourself and what that feels like on the other side of that? I'm so grateful for this platform and for the work I get to do in here. And no, I don't get paid for it. I get zero dollars. Someday, that's the goal. But it's not happening yet. But it will. Because this is a job. This is another thing that I I struggle with is that I know everyone's time and attention and money is valuable. However, if you appreciate someone's work, something that they're doing, you find it valuable, if they're charging for their newsletter to get more in-depth, more knowledge, more behind the scenes, more information, whatever that is, pay the $5. Somebody's working their ass off to write these words, to bring their message forward, to help you. If you love what they're saying, but you're like, oh, I don't want to pay five bucks a month. It's $5 a month. And that's one very small latte in the world today. You have the $5. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15. Think of the things you spend 15 bucks on without thinking twice about it. And I'm not speaking towards me. Honest to God, I'm not. I have many friends that are writing a newsletter. We have Substack, things like that. And I know money adds up. I get it. But if you really value somebody and you want to reward them for the hard work they're doing and to keep supporting them and the work that they do, pay for their $5 newsletter. Buy the thing that they're selling. It means the world. And it also shows them that they are giving value because you are paying attention and you're paying for their work. Being in a creative field is very, very hard. We all want a lot for very little. I'm guilty of it. I will go on Etsy, for example, and I will see a piece of artwork and it's beautiful and it is a very high price tag. I would never reach out to them and tell them, I'm not going to pay that. I'll pay you this. Like, I know it's worth that because of how much time and skill and effort they've put into their craft. And maybe someday I'll get there. But it's supporting people who are doing creative things because it is their life. Imagine a kid, you know, a kid comes to you and says they want to go play football at the next level, that they need to attend all these camps. And would you help support them to get to this camp? Because they don't have all the funds. They don't have the tools. They don't have the ability to fund those things. And if the kid that you know is going to go far and they're a great athlete, you want to help out, would you give five bucks to help send them to the camp? Sure. Why wouldn't you? Don't downplay people that are pursuing passion of theirs, that they love, and are charging for it. Not everything in life should be free. I guarantee they're giving you plenty of free things whether it's a podcast episode, 
whether it's a blog post they've written, those are free things. I think it's important to look at what's being offered in the world and making sure people know that they're valued. And supporting the creative people in your life, it means a lot. I want to find a tangent there, but I just want to go back to say, I'm just so grateful that I get to do this. I have a very supportive husband and family that allow me to do this without giving me a lot of shit about the fact that it does not bring me an income. But that is something I would love to change. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes good content. And it takes the ask. And with that, please know that I have a Patreon page. It is a, a way to support the podcast without a whole lot of effort. You can pay as little as you want or as much as you want. But it would mean a lot to me if you could help support the podcast. Just an idea. It helps so much. It is like a buoy to those of us out in this creative field that are just doing it because we love it. It's really hard to get financial support in this type of stuff. So just consider it. This isn't just for me. This is for all creative people. Whether they're an artist, a podcaster, they're a writer, they're a blogger, they are an Etsy shop owner. People are putting amazing things out in the world. And the typical structure of how commerce works doesn't always reward those people. And I think there's a way that we can show support to those that are out there doing the work of bringing people's stories to light, sharing their craft, their knowledge, their expertise in a different way than maybe most people are used to. Something to consider. Just a little side note there. But thank you so very much for all of my guests this year. I look forward to bringing you more content next year. Um, I'm hopefully going to get on this merchandise train. I got to figure out more about what I want to bring to the world and the stories I want to tell and the stories I want to share and the people I want to introduce you to. And I want to say thank you for anybody that's ever reached out and told me they listen and they appreciate the work and they, they enjoy the content. It means so much. Even though I'm not doing this for the praise, it helps me know that the stories and the content and the things that we're sharing here are landing and are making an impact. That's really the most important thing is to know that the people that are coming on the podcast, their messages are being heard and that they're helping make change in the world. That's really what it comes down to. The whole point of this podcast is to help women live more awake, well, and empowered. Because when we do that, when we live more awake, well, and empowered, the world will be a better place. I know this for a fact. I know that because in my little world, my family has become tighter because of the work that I'm doing on myself. Because it ripples out to my family. And when my family is impacted, then hopefully they can go out and impact other people. And then it just keeps going. And I know that there's times when the message isn't being heard. But I'm still working on me. And that's all that I can do. And if you can work on you, you hear what you hear through the podcast, through the books you read, whatever that may be. And if you are continually able to grow and change as a person and become a better version of yourself every single year, that makes an impact. It may be incremental. It may be huge. Regardless, just knowing that you're making a positive impact in the world because of how you're doing the work internally, that's enough. 
that's all that we need to be doing. So thank you for being here. Thank you always, always, always for listening. I don't ever take that time for granted. I promise you. Have a wonderful holiday season with your family. Uh, Have a wonderful new year. Be safe. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.